Canada HR News on October 24, 2022. I'm Elena Bobireva. In today's episode, we talk about the state of job postings, provincial employment updates, the latest report from Lean-In and McKinsey about women in the workplace, and other topics. Stay with us to get the latest HR updates. Indeed reports that after sliding 8% between May and September, Canadian job postings have remained stable since, standing 60% above their pre-pandemic level. Postings are down from early May across most occupations, although almost all remained well above pre-pandemic levels. Recent developments have been more mixed. Low- and mid-paying job types have generally ticked up over the last month, including most increases in driving, manufacturing, and food service sectors. Higher-wage job types have continued to drop, led by plunging demand in tech-related roles. Software development job postings have fallen quickly, down 27% from the exceptionally high peak in the second quarter of 2022. Overall, job posting trends on Indeed suggests that the Canadian labor market's momentum has cooled, but not dramatically. The Government of Canada is introducing legislation by the end of 2023 to prohibit the use of replacement workers in federally regulated workplaces during a strike or lockout. According to the government's announcement, this will make sure that all workers in federally regulated sectors continue to benefit from a meaningful right to strike. The Minister of Labour has also announced the launch of consultations to hear from Canadians and stakeholders on this commitment. Specifically, the Minister is looking for input on first-hand experiences with replacement workers and the maintenance of activities process potential impacts of the changes on stakeholders and their operations, suggestions for change and other key policy design questions. The province of Prince Edward Island provides assistance to businesses and self-employed individuals affected by the Hurricane Fiona. The government provides a 100% wage rebate if the organizations were closed due to power outage or significant physical damage which made operating impossible and they were not earning revenue. Eligibility period is from September 25 to October 8. The rebate will be calculated at 100% of payroll costs to a maximum of $25 per hour, a maximum of $1,000 per week for PEI employees. The deadline to apply is November 30th, 2022. The Workplace Safety and Insurance Board, WSIB, has announced that the average premium rate for Ontario businesses in 2023 remains steady at $1.30 per $100 of insurable payroll. It is the lowest it has been in more than 20 years. The province aims to help Ontario businesses recover from the COVID-19 pandemic. The province of Newfoundland and Labrador is considering pay equity and pay transparency legislation. Pay transparency provisions in the proposed bill will apply to employers in the public and private sectors, require employers to include information regarding pay in publicly advertised job postings, prohibit employers from requesting pay history information from job applicants, 
and requires certain employers to prepare pay transparency reports. Consultations will occur in the fall to inform regulations of the Act. This legislation is considered a step forward for gender equality and for populations who have experienced discrimination in the workplace. Communicating benefit programs to employees is not easy. Many organizations have technical guides that describe benefit programs and call centers to answer inquiries. Benefits Canada reports that TD Bank Group has received an award for their innovative and engaging benefits communication strategy. The bank's program includes a video covering how the benefit plans work, a decision-making tool, and a postcard sent to employees' homes with a reminder about available benefits. TD's communication strategy centered on a storytelling approach, noting that while employees already had access to a solid library of core benefits materials, there was no guide to help them navigate these resources. The bank's benefits team is thinking of establishing a portal that represents their total rewards program. Meanwhile, they might try short TikTok-style videos to make sure employees retain the information and understand the importance of the benefit decisions they make on an annual basis. Last year, the City of Toronto added an animated video to their benefits communications campaign. The video had cartoon characters who provided common questions and answers. Its purpose was to help employees gain awareness of the City of Toronto's benefit programs, as well as ensuring they treat benefits spending as if it was their own dollars. The City's employees have responded well to the new animated approach. Staying with benefits topic, Capital One Canada is supporting employee well-being by providing six months of protected leave to volunteer travel or take time with family. The program was launched in September after many employees requested leaves related to COVID or to travel or to volunteer. With employee happiness and engagement highly correlated to business performance, the organization believes that supporting employees' work-life balance, mental health and well-being is the ultimate win for any company. The Lean In organization and McKinsey completed the largest study of the state of women in corporate America. 330-plus companies employing over 12 million employees participated, and more than 41,000 employees were surveyed. The report revealed that women leaders are switching jobs at the highest rates we've ever seen and at a higher rate than men in leadership. 29% of women thought about reducing their hours, taking a less demanding job, or leaving the workforce altogether, compared to 22% of men. This could have serious implications for companies. Women are already significantly underrepresented in leadership. For years, fewer women have risen through the ranks, and now companies are struggling to hold on to the relatively few women leaders they have. And all of this dynamic is more pronounced for women of color. Women leaders are demanding more from their organizations, and they're increasingly willing to switch jobs to get it. Three primary factors are driving their decisions to leave. Women leaders want to advance, but they face stronger headwinds than men. They may experience microaggressions that undermine their authority and signal that it will be harder for them to advance. For example, they are far more likely than men in leadership to have colleagues imply that they aren't qualified for the jobs. 
Women leaders are overworked and underrecognized. Compared with men at their levels, women leaders do more to support employee well-being and foster diversity and inclusion programs that dramatically improve retention and employee satisfaction, but are not formally rewarded in most organizations. 40% of women leaders say that their DEI work isn't acknowledged at all in performance reviews. Spending time and energy on work that isn't recognized could make it harder for women leaders to advance. Women leaders are significantly more likely than men to leave their jobs because they want more flexibility or because they want to work for a company that is more committed to employee well-being and DEI. For the link to the complete report, see the episode description. Federally funded program at Seneca College helps women achieve their ambitions. Offered through Helix, Seneca's Innovation and Entrepreneurship Incubator, Career Horizons is now offering programs and services tailored to help women make achievable plans for the future they want. Initial Career Horizons offerings include online courses in business English and business math, immersive VR simulation, learning and career development sessions. Microgrants for female entrepreneurs will also be available. And this was Canada HR News on October 24th, 2022. Please leave us a rating and a comment in Apple Podcast. You can also find us in Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other platforms. For more information on the topics discussed today, see the episode description and connect with us on Twitter at CADHRNews or LinkedIn at Canada HR News Podcast.